All right, y'all, back again with another message. I planned on recording something the week after my first message, but unfortunately, got into a car crash. And so my mind has been more consumed with that and just life stuff. But I feel this word is timely, not just for you guys, but for me as well. Matter of fact, before opening my Bible, I said a quick prayer that God would just reveal to me what he wants me to know, all encompassing, meaning, Lord, I just need a word for everything. So once again, I pray this blesses whomever it is for. All right. Scripture text will land us smack dab in Exodus chapter one. We'll bounce around a little bit. So just follow with me as best as you can. So a little backstory, Joseph, we all know Mr. Coat of Many Colors, Mr. I Got Lied On by Potiphar's Wife, Mr. Why Lord Did This Take 13 Years? Well, he's just died. Reminder, Joseph is the son of Jacob, who we all know had become Israel, pretty much broke his hip just to get a name change, but that's besides the point. Joseph has just died, and the people that have come from Joseph and his brothers, the Bible says, had been about 70 souls. The people, according to Exodus chapter 1, verse 7, increased and multiplied. Well, the king of Egypt at the time wasn't having that at all. So he decided to come against Israel to take them into bondage. Though succeeding, we see that the more Israel was afflicted, the more they grew. And one thing I want you all to note here is that there's something about perseverance and growth amongst affliction. Now, as much as I want to bring up Moses, that really isn't the main focus of this message. Let's go to Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. So after many years of oppression under Egypt, the king of Egypt dies and Israel begins to groan and cry out to God. God hears them and the Bible says that God had respect for them. See, though Israel had been afflicted, they had earned the respect of God. For what I believe was because they had kept the commandment God actually had given in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when God created male and female, and that was to be fruitful and multiply. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, God also tells Noah after the flood to be fruitful and multiply. And again to Jacob after his name changes to Israel to be fruitful and multiply in Genesis chapter 35, verse 11. Recently, I heard a clip of a message that said, when you don't know what to do, do the last thing God told you to do, which stuck with me. The act of being fruitful and multiplying to me was a symbol of obedience. Matter of fact, if you compare these other moments to Exodus chapter 1 verse 7, Israel was fruitful and multiplied without God even having to give the command. So, you know, I've spent a little bit of time there, but that still really isn't even the main point of this message. So Israel has cried out to the Lord and the Lord has heard them. By now, the Lord had been grooming a man we all know by the name of Moses to help deliver Israel out of the hand of Pharaoh. So in Exodus chapter three, and remind you, I told you guys we're going to bounce around a bit. So please, I hope you're following with me. In Exodus chapter three, Moses has an encounter with God at the burning bush. Moses hears the word from God and asks one simple question. He says, well, when I go to Israel, by whose name should I say sit me? The Lord simply replies, I am. Now, this posed a question. 
why not say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me? Well, I believe this was the moment in which God wanted Israel to have an understanding of who he will be to them for all of their days. How do I know? Let's go to Exodus chapter 6, verse 7. And that says, And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you, ah, bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. The Lord tells Moses, Tell them that I am has sent them. And then in Exodus chapter 6, we're going to go a little bit behind. Exodus chapter 6, verses 2 through 3, it says, And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known. We see that God says that Israel knows God by a name that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob never knew, Jehovah. The revelation I received from this was that God had chosen this time to reveal that he is the beginning, he is the I am, he is the end, whatever they need him to be. Just like saying Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is all I need him to be. So in closing, what is my point? Sometimes in life, we find ourselves doing what we feel is the exact thing God told us to do. We're maybe even doing stuff we know we should do without God even asking. Yet it seems that out of nowhere, life comes. The enemy comes, circumstances come, one after another. We try to persevere, yet it seems like affliction increases. It says, Israel sighed, which shows me they were tired, confused, and possibly unsure. But at the opportune time after the king of Egypt had died, they cried to God and God heard them. It doesn't matter how long you've been afflicted. It doesn't matter what circumstances keep coming to discourage you. There will come an opportune time when you least expect it in your prayer closet when it just seems like another prayer is being unanswered. That is when the I am will come and he will be exactly what you need him to be. It will be a personal covenant between you and the Lord and a memorial to be built of the very moment the I am stepped into your situation and turned it all around. See, the beauty about us is that we know his name. Jesus is the name above every name, a name we can call on at any time, any day and of any hour. And by his name, by the name of Jesus, we are all saved. So, I hope that this has encouraged anyone and everyone that has listened. I know for myself, life has begun to pile upon life, circumstance upon circumstance. And so this was timely for me. It's about 11.31 p.m. July 8th, 2021. And amongst a car accident and a couple of other things, I'm feeling a little bit like Israel, tired, unsure. I even had a conversation with a friend of mine today and I was just like, I'm just over it. (laughs) I'm done. I feel like I've done everything God has asked me to do. And yet it still seems like there's something upon something upon something. And this 
amongst her words also was a reminder that, you know, when things get worse, I know it sounds corny, but it means that something is about to come to make it all better. You know, something I was telling a friend of mine was that I feel like I'm living in Job chapter 41. If you know anything about the story of Job, which I mean, by now we should all know what happened to him. But if you kind of study the book a little bit in Job, I think it's I think it's around Job 39. But if you go towards chapter 41, it's when God's telling Joseph, Job, how could you possibly understand anything that I do, anything I've created, how things work? How could you possibly understand? You know, the thing about Job was that he was a righteous man. And what Job got by our human standards and even by God, you know, he really didn't deserve it. It was kind of a point to be proven to Satan and even to Job himself. But the reality was Job didn't really deserve what he got. And what he was restored, I guess you can say he really didn't deserve that either. God just took and he gave. And I was telling a friend of mine, I, f- I feel like I'm in Job chapter 41. You know, things have been taken from me and, and I don't understand why they've been taken. But one day chapter 42 is going to come. And everything that I have lost is, is not going to matter. So, yeah, I hope that's encouraged. Again, anyone and everyone that's listening... If anyone has any questions, feel free to DM me, text me if you have my number, call me. I'd love to talk. As we can see, I love to talk. But this is the end, and I will see you all on the next message.